Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Influence with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. Singaporeans sleep an average of seven hours and five minutes every night. That seems just about right from the people that I've spoken with. But this puts us the third most sleep deprived group after Japanese and Indians, according to activity tracker Fitbit. Singaporeans also only get an average of about 80 minutes of that crucial period of sleep rapid eye movement or REM. And that is a crucial part of the sleep cycle in order to keep your emotions regulated, your memory in great condition and a peak stage of what's called protein synthesis at the cellular level. So important for cell health. So just how is Fitbit using technology and data that it's gained from a study that stretched over a year and 18 countries to help us all sleep better? I put that question to Louis Lai, Regional Director of Fitbit Southeast Asia. Good morning, Louis. Good morning, Michelle. Pleased to be here. You look like you slept very well. I do. I hope so. And I hope most of our listeners have as well, especially being Monday. Yes, this is the perfect topic for a Monday. Exactly. Why are so many of us sleep deprived? I think there are a couple of uh, reasons. But first of all, we just launched our latest product, Fitbit Versa 2. And what happened was we have 27 million active users worldwide. And we've collated 10.5 billion nights of sleep data. So Prior to the launch, we decided what would be relevant to Singaporeans. So we did an internal data analytics hack of our data of Singaporeans who have been sleeping using our products Track Their Sleep Mm -hmm. over a space of a year. And lo and behold, exactly what you just said, Singaporeans on average sleep 7 hours, 5 minutes. And we get to bed at 12, 11 a.m. So it just basically highlights the fact that Sleep is an important area of health, which we believe Singaporeans should be taking note of. And we decided to really focus on sleep as a key determinant of health. Besides being active, eating better, the important third part of it, most Singaporeans have forgotten, is sleeping better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ariana Huffington really shone the spotlight on sleep as she well did. when she talked about what happened to her because of a lack of relaxation and stress. Uh, she just collapsed, basically. Mm-hmm. So you talked about the fact that we go to sleep at 11 and 12 at night, and most of us sleep about seven hours or so. Mm-hmm. Is there any more data that you were able to gather about how we sleep, how well we sleep, why we don't sleep so well? Right. So everyone knows that they should get eight hours of sleep in general, yeah. right? the rule of thumb, all right? But as you have pointed out, as we all know, Singaporeans sleep seven hours, five minutes. But the important thing is not just the length of the sleep, but the quality of the sleep. And basically, Fitbit has brought to the table the ability for our customers and consumers or people in general to now understand that it's not just the length of sleep, but the quality of the sleep. As we all may be able to find out information on the internet, sleep is classified into four general stages, right? Mm. Basically, you fall into deep sleep, and that's the best part of sleep. You're basically knocked out, out, right? And another stage that you fall into is the REM sleep, rapid eye movement. That's where basically your brain is refreshing. It helps the regeneration. As you mentioned, protein synthesis, it helps the brain regenerate. And that's the time, REM sleep is the time you, you will realize, if you recall, you have vivid dreams. And that's basically a refreshing of your memory. The other part of sleep which is not good is like sleep. 
And Singaporeans in general have 80 minutes of light sleep. And that's really, really too much light sleep. Because light sleep is where you are fidgeting in bed and you are uncomfortable subconsciously. So REM sleep and deep sleep is the best part of sleep, mm. as you can see. And Singaporeans are having too much light sleep compared to the global average. Oh, so yep. it sounds like we don't settle enough from light sleep to REM exactly. sleep. Is that right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the big question is, you studied 18 countries, right? I mean, you, mm-hmm. you looked at the Singapore data, but you also looked at a year's worth of 18 countries across the globe. Mm-hmm. How are you going to be using all this data towards improving the technology that you provide? Yep. So as we indicated, we want to focus on sleep. On our products and software, what we have done is to introduce new features like smart alarms. Basically, it will start, if you're wearing our products to sleep, it will start to nudge you. For example, I need to wake up early to send my girls to school. I put the alarm at 6.15 a.m. But it will track back 30 minutes. And once it detects that I'm in the light sleep part of my sleep cycle, it will start to wake me up earlier than 6.15. The reason is this. If your alarm wakes you up at 6.15 and you happen to be in deep sleep or REM sleep, you will feel this sense of grogginess. So we've created smart alarms to be able to help improve that part of the sleep management of people in general. Wait a minute. So if I'm in light sleep, not yet in REM sleep, I'm going to get less sleep because my alarm is going to wake me up earlier? So if the alarm is waking you up when you are in deep sleep or REM sleep, you feel groggy. So the best time to wake up is when you are in the stage of light sleep so because you're already. Better. I'm going to have less yeah. sleep, but I'm going to feel yeah. better when I wake exactly. up. Exactly. You don't need to jump into the shower. You can straight get off a bed, go and do your makeup, get to work, so to speak. Because <laughs> it's waking you up during the light sleep part of the sleep cycle. Interesting. So that's one feature that we have introduced smart alarms. And basically, we're also giving scores. For example, if you sleep eight hours, as I mentioned earlier on, it's not the length, it's the quality. So we're giving you scores. As we all know, we like to have a report card on our life Mm. and one to 100. So if you sleep eight hours, we will give you a score of maximum 50 out of 100. And then if you have the optimal amount of deep sleep and REM sleep, above the global average or recommendation, we give you 25 out of 100. And the last part is restoration. If your resting heart rate, if your sleep heart rate is above or below, we'll give you a score up to 25 maximum. So what we're trying to do is really make fundamental behavior changes by making it easy, relevant, just like when you're driving a car, how slow, how fast, Mm. we're telling you your score for sleep scoring so that you make fundamental changes to your own sleep habits. Like, do I get to bed earlier? Do I make sure that I stop uh, having screen time? Nowadays, with the advent of on-demand video mm-hmm. on your phone, people are sleeping later. And I think listeners to Money FM are the typical people who watch the US market, stock markets. They tend to sleep later. Yes. So it's important that they take note that while they are concerned about the global markets, they also need to look after their health because at the end of the day, Personal health is personal wealth. No point making all that money and not taking care of your health. And sleep is an important part of that health journey. Yeah, to that point, Mm -hmm. Stephen Innes and I were emailing and he sent me his last email at 3.44 a.m. this morning for the segment today. So there you have it. (laughs) (laughs) I know that Fitbit, I'm crazy about med tech and it's really interesting Mm -hmm. to see advances in this field given what you do with data and technology. Mm -hmm. Um, How are you different from the competition out there in the field of sleep devices? Right. Very, very different as we've been spending substantial amount of time talking about sleep tracking 
and behavior change. I think that's the key core differentiator between us and many other competitors out there. We're not just a hardware product where you put on your wrist, smartwatch or tracker. We give you insights. So most of our competitors give you data, but mm. you do not know what to do with it. What Fitbit is doing, and that's our core differentiation that we've been calling out in terms of demonstrating it in our software and devices, is the ability to give you insights, not just on sleep, but also in terms of exercise. So we have a lot of data analytics and a lot of data scientists working on the background to improve the way we deliver the information to an individual and assisting them to make fundamental changes to their behaviour and habits. I'm with Louis Lai, Regional Director of Fitbit Southeast Asia. So you partnered the Health Promotion Board, mm-hmm. part of the Live Healthy SG mm-hmm. program, and a million health trackers are going to be given out. How has this partnership really helped spread the word when it comes to healthier living? Yeah, I'd like to first correct, it's not a million trackers that will be given out. A million of Singaporeans and permanent residents is the target we intend to reach out over the space of the next couple of years. Basically, the Live Healthy program is a program that we collaborated with the Health Promotion Board of Singapore exactly as what we have been saying. So will they have uh, to buy the saying. trackers? They just need to sign up a monthly plan of mm. 10 Singapore dollars a mm. month over a space of 12 months. We will give them a free Fitbit tracker. The intent here is to drive behaviour change because in the past, people are being active because for the purpose of getting that shopping voucher incentive and rewards, we want to move to behaviour change and we feel that working and collaborating with the Health Promotion Board on the Live Healthy program enables that objective about behavior change you can get rewards but after getting your rewards you stop getting active so we want to be able to provide digital programs in terms of our wellness programs that you will be able to receive as part of the $10 a month plan a fitness tracker plus programs that will nudge you digitally to improve your sleep improve your activity and improve your lifestyle so how is this different from gamifying it so to speak with these incentive vouchers yeah gamifying comes in a in a few forms gamifying as i mentioned could be in a form of giving you rewards for achieving a certain set objective gamifying it can also be fun and not of financial uh, rewards in this case it could be setting up goals like you need to do 12,000 steps at the same time gamifying it with games like walk around the world challenge and engagement with your family and friends who are on the Fitbit platform you can set challenges over the weekend whoever does 20,000 steps buy a coffee or buy a meal so gamifying it does not necessarily need to be a financial or in this case a lot of uh, shopping vouchers but also about personal challenges family challenges and social uh, network of friends being Mm. part of that and Gamification can also lead to a lot of change in behaviour, but we also uh, focus on giving very useful tips on eating well, sleeping well, to change behaviour towards health, better health. Okay, well, since you're here, uh, you're Mm -hmm. one of the biggest brands in the area of uh, technology and sleep and health and wellness. So what's next for Fitbit? Fitbit is a company that is focused on health and wellness. Our objective is to make everyone in the world healthier using our wearable technology. As you can see, over the last five years, we have been able to deliver new software platforms as well as hardware platforms to enable people to take more personal ownership in their health journey. So it will continue to evolve. We are investing. Our company is very focused on this area. We do not do any other stuff. And that's where the evolution will come in better processes and better software analytics to help us 
encourage people to take more ownership of their health well, journey. Hopefully, you'll buy me a coffee because, you know, I'm sleeping better than you if I set up a challenge with you one of these <laughs> okay. days. <laughs> All right, I certainly may lose to you. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining Thanks, us. Michelle. Louis Lai is Regional Director of Fitbit Southeast Asia. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.